Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 1130 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us. And I have to humbly apologize to my CEO of the network, Princess Cooper, and uh, technical director for uh, not communicating properly. But, yes, we have a show today, a live show. We are here with Burton Kelso of Integral. And I'm going to give out the number in case you have questions or comments. I'm giving it out now. The number is 516-387-1944. Burton Kelso, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. So what's going on? How you been? Well, you'll get a, you'll get a kick out of this. I was in Florida virtually uh, <laughs> on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how far you're from uh Venice, Florida, but yeah, I virtually oh, yeah. had a, uh, I virtually had a uh, Chat GPT and AI class for the Board of Realtors, so uh, oh, nice. I got to virtually enjoy the Sunshine State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, too bad it's virtually, but yeah, I mean, uh, Venice is a nice area. It is southwest west on the Gulf, um, kind of near Fort Myers and. Um, uh, San, you know, Sanibel, some of some of the near, kind of near some of the area where we had uh, the effects from Hurricane Ian uh, last right. year. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, they were heavily impacted by that. But yeah, Venice is a, a nice area. I like that area. I like the Gulf. Well, the good. beaches are really nice. So you'll have to come when you can enjoy something more you know, than a virtual visit. Right. Yeah, I kind of brought that up because uh, I don't know if you knew this, but like September is National Disaster Preparedness Month, or actually it's just National Preparedness Month. And it's a good month to talk about being prepared in all aspects. And then on the real estate side, uh, it's national, uh, it's real estate safety month. But I think more importantly for today's show, I think preparedness is a big deal because there's a obviously a lot of uh, a lot of things that we need to be prepared for as far as natural disasters and just other things in our day-to-day lives and there's a lot of ways that technology uh can help help you out with all of that stuff so you know I so obviously true. it's something that we need to talk about because you know all of us weren't boy and girl scouts and <laughs> we don't have the model to be prepared you know what I mean? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, we kind of let a lot of that go. 
Um, and we do need to talk about the safety aspect, and I think maybe we can talk about that a little bit next month um, because next month also is um, Domestic Violence Month, so we can talk a little bit about some safety issues next month because, yeah, it is uh, safety month for the realtors because there are so many things that, that occur that you, you don't think of, and I know I didn't think of when I first got into real estate, but um, uh, has become more of a, a – up close and personal issue for a lot of realtors and you know but but we want to talk uh, you know safety next month I guess with everybody because there's things that you know we're getting into the holiday season too and we always need to talk about safety around that time because we kind of get into the spirit and let our guard down and you know we've got to be a little bit more prepared with that but when it comes to preparing for disasters uh, what is front and center on your mind, Burton? Well, one of the things that's pretty important uh, would be Internet access. So uh, believe it or not, uh, this happened to us. It wasn't – well, I guess you could say it was a disaster. I mean, we lost power uh, because of a storm system that rolled through our area. And we were only out for maybe a couple of hours or more. But uh, one of the things that I had done – inadvertently was to set up a UPS or battery backup on our internet connection. Uh, we have Google Fiber, uh, which, you know, offers a fiber signal. So, uh, you know, one of the things that we were able to do was have access to the internet because it was running on uh, the battery backup as opposed to electricity. So the challenge with that is people think that when they're, when they lose power, then they lose internet. And that's not the case. The internet signal is live. So, you know, if you have a UTS or a battery backup on your modem and router, then you're still able to use the Wi-Fi, use the internet for entertainment purposes and even emergency purposes too, because sometimes uh, your cellular data can go out because maybe a tower was knocked out because of a storm. But just because a cell tower is knocked out doesn't necessarily mean that a your Internet signal is going to be knocked out. And your Internet uh, can have you connected to, like, your smart home devices to get emergency alerts because now both Google and Alexa uh, are smart enough to know where you are, and so they can send you emergency alerts of things that are going on in your area. Um, if there's um, – like a tornado or even hurricane warning, warnings, those devices can alert you and let you know that you need to take shelter or leave the area. So, I mean, obviously, Internet surrounds our lives, so we need to make sure that we uh, have access to it. Now, gee, in most situations, you can rely on your cell phone uh, for connection to the Internet and other emergency systems. But one of the things that we don't think about also in our homes is having a mobile hotspot, like if we had multiple devices that we needed to have access to the Internet. So it may be a good idea just for preparedness sake to go ahead, go ahead and enable hotspot capabilities on your smartphone. So if you needed to utilize your laptop, if you were – uh, needed internet for an odd reason or multiple people needed internet access, then you can use a mobile hotspot that can connect a multitude of devices. 
And mobile hotspots come in two flavors. One, your Android or iPhone can be set up as a hotspot, or your cellular company can just give you a wireless hotspot that you can use uh, in situations. Because sometimes uh, in emergencies, it's not, well, I just need access to the Internet. It could be you need you need to have access to cellular data because the Internet is out. And it, it may be because of a storm, you may have power, but you still need to have devices that are connected to the Internet so that you know what's going on. And even with, with that, you could lose your TV because some people are like, well, I can use my TV uh, to find out what's going on. But that's not always the case because the TV signal can be knocked out. And if that's the case, then you probably should invest, and I know this is kind of old school, but one of those digital antennas so that you can stay tuned to your favorite station to get storm alerts, and you don't necessarily need Internet access to make that happen. And I you're probably saying think- I'm going to get one, and I really have, I have said this, like, repeatedly that I'm going to get one, and I haven't. And, you know, I've seen them. At Best Buy, I've seen them at Sam's, you know, other places. Mm-hmm. But, um, but okay, I am a little, you know, I'm tech ignorant, okay? So I need to understand, when you say set up my phone as a hotspot, what exactly does that mean? Well, essentially when you set up your phone as a hotspot, that means that you are turning your cell phone uh, into a wireless router that you can allow other people and yourself to utilize your laptop, printer, and other devices that you need in order to stay connected. And now does my phone have to be set, does my phone have to be connected to my Internet service? The beauty of it is its own separate thing. So for Mm -hmm. cybersecurity purposes, usually when people travel, they'll mm-hmm. utilize their hotspot as their Internet because when you use a hotspot, it keeps you safe from uh, criminals because they would have to break into the mobile network in order to get access to your information. So if you were really in a situation where you were like, yeah, I need to make sure that no one's seen the stuff that I work on and I'm traveling, mm-hmm. then that's you would want to enable your mobile hotspot and use that for your internet connection rather than connecting to the hotel uh, Wi-Fi. So is that a service that you pay for? Yes, it is. It's uh, separate from your uh, separate from your mobile bill. But sometimes uh, they'll get you uh, as far as they'll make, they may bundle it in because you know how I know you have an Android phone, and I forget who you have right. for service. But, yeah, they may bundle it in, especially if you're with the big three, which is T-Mobile, Verizon, and AT&T. Uh, and they mm-hmm. may do that just to kind of get your bill to even out. And sometimes uh, they may sneak it in there just to get a little extra perk. So does that make Yeah, sense? I don't think I have that. <laughs> I don't think I have that. So, oh, well. Anyway. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted. No, but uh, but it's essential, as you know, living in Hurricane Alley and me living in Tornado Alley, that you have access to those services or to emergency services um, if, you know, stuff starts to go down. Because 
you know, hurricanes obviously you have a little bit warning. Uh, tornadoes, obviously the alert systems are a little bit better, but still, you know, it, it's still unpredictable with a lot of those storm systems what's going to happen. So if you um, have something that's going to allow you to know when there is a storm rolling your way. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, what other things that should we um, look at securing? And, and one of the things you mentioned, too, that I was thinking about was having battery backup, which we've talked right. about before in general. Um, uh-huh. what, what, how long does a battery backup last? They usually last um, – there's, there's – um, Usually with a modem and router, you're talking about a good two- to three-hour period. Um, and in most general storm systems, like if you have a thunderstorm roll through and, um, and it takes out, your, takes out your power, in most situations mm-hmm. they are going to be able to restore power in the time before the battery runs out. Now, if you're okay. running like a television or a laser printer, you're only talking about maybe 30 or 40 minutes on a battery backup, which leads me into the next step other than the battery backup is you might want to invest in one of those power inverters to be able to run larger equipment in your home. And power inverters, they're pretty pricey. They start around, you could probably get a power inverter like, around $400, and then, of course, they go up in price. But there's a company, and I think we've talked about them before, uh, called Jackery, and that's J-A-C-K-E-R-Y, and they make the they make not only power inverters, but they also have the solar generators where uh, you in most situations Jackery products are used for when you're camping. But uh, in the instance, when you need power, then you could definitely use Jackery as a house generator to kind of help you get through the day as far as using some sort of power to keep items running or to be able to use those electronic items you can't use, especially if you have a prolonged power outage. Right, because I know um, we had uh, a system about five years ago that kept us without power for four days. And there were other people less, other people more. But, you know, so, you know, having that backup for four hours, I guess, would be helpful. I guess you would have to use it intermittently, turn it on and turn it off, you know, to, to conserve it during during the course of that. But like you said, to run larger things, you know, like, and when you say larger things, are, are you talking about, like, small appliances? Could you run a small appliance off of something like that? Oh, yeah. You could do a waffle maker, toaster. Uh, if you've got a toaster oven, I mean, you could definitely, uh, you know, run that off a of Jackery or any power inverter device with no problem. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess the things you would have to look at is something like uh, – um, maybe uh, you probably could not run your refrigerator off of there, but maybe oh, something no. like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying you're talking about four days. 
you know, uh, know. That, that's what I'm looking. Yeah. So yeah. So there were there were you know. So yes, but something that's, like maybe if you had an ice, you know, one of those small ice makers to make ice to go in your cooler or something like that. Maybe right. Something like no, that. that would be uh, that would be the time that you would need to get the water bottle situation going and uh, go yeah. old school. And uh, yeah. fill up those, freeze those water bottles and stick them in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so one of the things we can talk about with natural disaster, too, um, or is it break time? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that I was going there, right? You know, so, yeah, quick break. We are here with Burton Kelso of Integral. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Okay, so we are back with Burton of Integral. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. So what did you want to talk about next, Burton? I was talking about Apple and their new uh, – and they released it last year. But uh, sorry, Miss Android owner, but Apple actually has a GPS – well, not – well, GPS will work great. But also Apple has their whole fat phone uh deal where you can uh if your cellular network's down you can use your iPhone as a satellite phone and get um help if you are stuck in a um in a sticky situation yeah because um i think and i want to say if you've got an iPhone 14 or 15 because i know that was part of the apple release last september uh, it's got satellite SOS on your phone, so you can text um, emergency services when you're off the grid. So I know that's used in situations where um, you would probably be traveling and you were out of cell phone service and you needed to get emergency help. But in a situation with um, hurricane or with um, tornadoes or any natural disaster, you can turn to your iPhone and use the emergency SOS feature to um, get help. So you so you can use your your iPhone. Is, so is is that an extra feature that you pay for, or is it just automatically included in this version of of the iPhone that you're mentioning? I think you. That's a good question. Um, and I never really got answers on it, but um, you, I think it's just, um, it's just automatically included in the phone. Okay. Because it's a component installed in it that says, uh, yeah, you can, you don't have any service, but if you want to use satellite, then you just um, connect your phone. Okay. And I guess this right. was pretty good because it'll uh you can like have it in your pocket in your hand, but they if you're hiking with it, then they want to make sure that you're kind of in a clear area. But obviously if you're in a domestic area, you wouldn't have to worry about trees or foliage or any of that stuff too much. Uh and it allows you to just send a text to emergency services. But your phone automatically switches into that mode when it 
um, goes into it. Now, what's funny, on my iPhone 13, it actually mm-hmm. shows an SLS signal up in the upper right-hand corner. And then on the new 14 and 15, it'll actually show a picture of a satellite in the upper right-hand corner when you need emergency services. Now, have you ever used it? Well, no, I don't have the right phone for the sat phone. And nor oh, okay. have I been in a situation where I would have to use uh, uh, a satellite phone to get help. Okay. Was almost in that situation this past summer, but not quite. Because my oldest, okay. my oldest, when we went to Colorado, decided to take off into the mountains by himself, and then he got lost. Ah. And lost and he yeah, it wasn't good. But he's oh. safe and sent. Hopefully, he learned his lesson. Praise the Lord. Yep. Yes. Amen. So, why but did they do other that? Things that it, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, other things that you have to worry about as far as um, your phone and natural disasters. Let's say that you're in hurricane or tornado season and the weather, uh, mm-hmm. well, actually the temperature starts to rise because you don't have any AC going on. One of the challenges that you have to worry about with your smartphone that may cut you off from the world is the problem of heat. So mm-hmm. you really have to be careful with your smartphone. Uh, in situations where you may be uh, in a hot house or an office area and your phone starts to overheat, I mean, which can happen pretty easily because if your phone, I think, reaches about 100 degrees, then it can start to cause the phone to overheat. Uh, And then, you know, you don't want it to overheat too long because um, you want to be able to make sure that you can use it and that your phone doesn't blow up because those chargeable batteries in your smartphone, they, uh, if they get overheated, they can definitely explode. So you want to keep it um, safe and secure. Yeah, so I got a that, warning on my phone recently about you did. the phone overheating. Yeah. Did it shut down or what, it, what happened? No, it just advised me to kind of stop using it or, or um, the, uh, you know, I guess stop running some things or whatever. So, but yeah, no, right. it, 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 you know, so I just kind of said, okay, you know, let's, you know, put it, you know, put it, thing, number one, try to put it in someplace cooler. Cause I mean, it, it really has been challenging with the heat, um, you know, especially out in the car and stuff like that. And, and, um, you know, having to run the air conditioner and still sweating in the car. <laughs> it's just, it's a little bit, bit taxing, you know, so. Yeah, and so other things that you have to worry about your smartphone. So let's go back to the whole thing about the heat is issue. So yeah, with your issue with your smartphone, you want to find one of those uh, cool bags. You know what I'm talking about? The the bags that have the the liquid around them that can keep items nice and cool. Uh, okay. You can like a gel put your phone in that. Yeah. yeah. It, you can put your phone in one of those to kind of keep it cool because, again, your smartphone, um, if it gets, again, over 95 degrees Fahrenheit, then it's going to start to give you the warnings about shutting down. Uh, same thing with uh, cold, 32 degrees and lower, then you can start even, even having issues with your smartphone too. 
So to keep it cool, oh, get one of those cooler bags. Uh, you might want to stick it in a Ziploc bag, and then if you've mm-hmm. got a cooler that you're keeping stuff cold in or, or if you did the old-school method of freezing a bunch of water bottles and sticking them in the refrigerator to help keep your refrigerator cool, then you want to stick your smartphone in that because some people think when you get that warning message that it's okay and it's going to shut down. But if your phone starts to overheat too much, it can actually ruin it and make it not work. So then there goes I was going to say, yeah, that's an expensive replacement. It is. And obviously if you've got some type of warranty, you know, depending on the type of warranty, it may work. But a lot of times if it overheats, then uh, that would be considered a void of warranty and you wouldn't be able to get your phone replaced. So the other thing, too, is um, make sure that you are using, uh, if you are in a flood situation, that you keep the Ziploc bags nearby because you want to start to um, put your smartphone in a bag if you're in a situation where you're with uh, uh, flooding. Mm -hmm. Because some phones, are waterproof, but only to a specific level. And usually with smartphones, if they're in water for too long of a period of time, then you, you know, it'll obviously ruin the phone. Right, right. So, and then also too, um, since we're talking about disasters, and I don't want to deviate too much, but um, uh, what about, I think it's, and you probably need to not wait till the last minute, but documents that you want to make sure that you have just in case of an emergency, uh, you know, birth certificates, marriage licenses, um, deeds to your property, insurance, all that type of stuff. Should you, uh, I was going to say, should you put that on a jump drive? Should you store it on a file on your phone? Or, or you know, should, is that one of the things that you say you should store on the cloud? Um, yeah, what, what uh, the answer to that question, yeah, I would say the cloud would be your best option. I mean, you could use your phone to store all those documents, and, I mean, that's an excellent point that you bring up, that you can store those documents in PDF format or in picture format if you just take photos of it. But if you're going mm-hmm. to do that, then upload it to a cloud-based system like Dropbox or uh, Gmail or um, – Microsoft OneDrive, because what happens if you lose the phone? Now, if you lose the phone and they're just – or even a jump drive, then you've lost those documents forever. And jump drives uh, are notorious for failing, so, you know, you just want to use those for temporary storage. But the cloud is probably the best way to get that to happen, and you're absolutely right because there are natural disasters that can just take out your house, and you want to be in a situation where mm-hmm. – you can retrieve all those important documents like insurance and the other things that you had mentioned. So, yeah, that's an excellent idea as far as, yep. um, you know, medical you know, as as, uh, records, prescriptions, stuff like that, you know, information like that. Right, right. So, yeah, that's an excellent point that you brought up because th- those things are important. And, you know, it's stuff that we really don't think about as what we need is documents. So it's one of those things that, you know, when you hear it, you probably should go ahead and get it done. That way, because mm-hmm. that's you can just um, 
you know, you can just make sure that um, you've already got that stuff going. Because obviously the problem with um, with natural disasters is that they occur when you least expect it. Again, right. in our area, with tornadoes, I mean, it's, you know, you. I mean, it's not like the siren goes out and then one drops on the ground. I mean, clouds roll in, so you have a little bit of time. But sometimes you don't have much because you may think that it's going to drop down in one area and then it, it shows up uh, right down in, in your neck of the woods. So sometimes you don't have that much uh, time to prepare for stuff like that. Uh, but uh, in your situation, and I won't say that only thing you deal with is hurricanes, but with storm systems, they roll in so quickly too. So, um, you know, you really have to just make sure that you have all your ducks in a row before um, disaster strikes. And that's the whole purpose of this of this month is to say, hey, you know, get your stuff lined up so that uh, when you're in a situation, then you know you can you know you can get it taken care of. You know. Yeah, because, yeah, it's not just the hurricanes. It's not just the tornadoes, and we get tornadoes here, too. Um, sinkholes have swallowed up houses, have swallowed up cars. <laughs> no. Look at you, girl. Uh, not, I can't even think about sinkholes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like you said, it's, it's, things you just, it's the things you don't think about on a daily basis that you have to kind of just be prepared for and just, you know, I think maybe also this this is a good time this month to do just an annual check, you know, have a checklist, run it down, you know, um, what do you, what do you do in case of this, that, and other, you know, where do you go, you know, who do you contact, uh, where do you store X, Y, and Z, do you have, let's say, uh, or you know, you got to think about fires, electrical fires. Um, in our cases, we have uh, houses that have. Uh, caught on fire because they've been struck by lightning. You know. Yeah. So, that's true. so yeah, it, it's it's not as narrow of a thing as most people think. I mean, we think about the stuff that kind of gets just televised a lot, but there there are other things too. You've got flooding. Um, we had uh, last year uh, one of our neighborhoods mm-hmm. in Central Florida. Well, a couple of them, but one that has been flooded a couple of times, Orla Vista. Um, that just got totally flooded where they needed, like, watercraft to try to get around and get to people and everything. And there's a lot of houses that are, have been destroyed, and then some of the uh, investors have um, come in and invaded the area, uh, you know, it, it, some of them, you know, with good intentions and some of them, you know. And so you have to have um, information available. And it's not just disasters um there have been situations uh we've talked about recently in um for example uh and i know i'm getting i'm deviating a little bit but uh the city of eatonville where you've had people that um needed to kind of get their information you know because because they didn't have like all of their information uh about their property this you know people have died off and and that happens anywhere people have died off if you don't have all of the information, you've got to, you know, remember to store that information and keep it in a safe place so that um, if something happens, uh, if the person, you can't rely on the person that had all the knowledge in their head if they're not around anymore. You've right. got, got to store all of that in a safe place. 
So. You know, one of the other things that is a good thing to bring up that we don't think about are uh, family memories in the form of photos. Um, I mean, right. I, we're, I know digital age, uh, but one of the things that I in the IT industry, uh, as far as disasters, is just family photos. And, uh, you know, now is the time to start to um, – now is the time to start to start archiving that stuff and start saving it to the cloud. Because, I mean, we've seen many instances where people uh, will, like let's say in a natural disaster, they'll lose a computer or computers. Because one of the most memorable instances that I ran into was a church that had that flooded. They had a, mm-hmm. the, I guess the upside of the church was fine, but there was a nonprofit working in the basement of the church and they experienced, uh, we experienced heavy rains and the basement flooded of the church. And so the nonprofit uh, pretty much was put out of business because all the computers uh, were submerged in about three feet of water. Now, what was interesting, oh, wow. the computers, um, they were on desk and those were okay. Some were submerged and we were able to retrieve the data off of it, but there were some computers where, you know, you weren't able to retrieve that information off of the computer. Another disaster situation that kind of happened with one of our customers is that their uh, upstairs bathroom busted up, and it just so happened the computer was right underneath where the waterfall came in from upstairs, downstairs, to take it, you know, and just poured on the laptop. And, of course, all that data um, was lost. And, I mean, it was just in the home. And so, I mean, there's all sorts of situations that you have to worry about with your computers. So backup uh, of all of your documents and photos and other things that you deem important uh, is critical because you never know when things are like are going to happen. And I think problem the problem that most people experience with their tech devices is that they always assume it's never going to happen to me, you know? Mm-hmm. I think also, too, we assume a certain amount of longevity with our tech devices that they really don't have in some cases. I know um, (laughs) I've been praying that my uh, ACES will just last until next year because I think didn't you say next year um, is kind of going to be that if you have uh, Windows or whatever, there's going to be that kind of forced conversion of sorts to Windows 11. You uh, actually have two years, so you're you're good. Two years, okay. All right, so I'm praying that yeah. my computer lasts two years um, <laughs> more. So, but yeah, right, we, but we the, assume we assume that th- these computers have a, a certain amount of longevity, and some of them really, really don't, and that's why the backups are important. Right. Yeah. Uh, so with you and your Windows computer, you, even after 10 is no longer supported, it'll still work. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, under most circumstances with your laptop, uh, you know, you just want to make sure you treat it like a newborn baby and um, make sure that you are um, – oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Making sure that you just keep – you don't drop it or uh, have anything happen to it because – one of the other things that I was going to lead into also with smart devices and disaster preparedness is that we all need to turn on find my device. Let's say that your device is lost 
in a flood or hurricane and you had it in a baggie or anything, something happened to it. Maybe you're out in the yard and the phone drops, but you need to turn on Find My Device on all your devices. That includes Windows, Macintosh computers, um, smartphones, because Find My Device actually uses uh, GPS location and it works in a couple of ways. So number one, if you need to define your device, then you can log on to any computer and or use your, I think if you have your Apple Watch and it's got cellular connection, you can find your device with your Apple or Samsung Watch. But um, but the other thing Find My Device works is that if you're, if the cellular network is up and let's say you lost someone in a natural disaster, then you could actually use Find My Device to find a person if they have that device on them. So find my device. Where do I find find my device? <laughs> where, where, where do I go? <laughs> on your Android, you know? <laughs> I think you – I know. Under your Android, you would just go with the settings, and there's, okay. a, there's a feature there for find my device. And then Apple, it's the same thing. It's like settings, and then there's like find my device, and then you can get into it. Okay. But, yeah, you need to turn it on because just in every day – I use it. You can um, you can lose your phone, but in a natural disaster, uh, you definitely want to make sure that Find My Device is on because uh, since it uses GPS, you lose a loved one, or maybe you just need to try to track a family member. Um, then you can uh, use Find My Device to find your your smartphone and find people, and it's pretty accurate too. It's not like well. They're six blocks away. I mean, Find My Device is uh, probably within two feet of where your device is. Okay. So Was it for called you, something else before? What did you say? I was asking, was it called something else before? I think I've used something like this before. It may have been called something else, but both Windows and Apple, they are Windows uh, – and Apple and Samsung, it's like basically find my phone or find my device, something like that. Okay. Right. But for you, I meant to tell you, uh, it may be, it's find my something. So it may be find okay. my mobile. For you, I know for iPhone, it's find my device. But, yeah, turn okay. it on because uh, you definitely want to be able to uh, find your phone uh, in a natural disaster. You know, but you know one yeah. of the things we have that, and I think What's you that? already have one. <laughs> uh, weather radio. Yes, I do. I know you. Do. I have a little. <laughs> I have a little one. I have a little, and I haven't had to use it since that. And I was so glad I, I, that I got it. Um, and so I've had mine for I guess what about five years now. Just haven't had to really use it since then. You know. But I was, it was great to have during those four days that we didn't have power uh, just to have some sort of uh, communication with the outside world, so to speak. Right. But, yeah. What um, yeah. I was going to ask with, your, um, with your, your weather radio, uh, what brand do you get do you, or did you get? Do you know? 
It was a Midland. It's a Midland. Oh, where is okay. my little Midland? Um, yeah. It, it was a, just a little small Midland radio. It was on sale. And they were selling some of these radios, not like the one I had per se, but they were selling them at the grocery store like Publix. I got mine at Sam's, and they had it on sale. Um, it uh, has it, it plugs in. It has a USB port. It has solar panels. It has a crank. It has an antenna. Um, oh, it, yeah. I mean, it's you like to, it's small. Yeah, you need to like post a that four because by six. that's all they recommend that you have for a mm-hmm. weather radio. And I was going to throw out something else that I read recently: is that Eaton mm-hmm. and Midland are the only brands that you want to get as far as a weather radio because the challenge is with um, online marketplaces. They may say that it's a weather radio, but it could be uh, a low-end brand or just something that's not really going to help you in a disaster. So, obviously, if you're going to get a weather radio, you don't want to mess around and get something that's not going to be able to help you out if you run into, um, you know, a natural disaster situation. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Um, yeah, I mean, that, I, I don't know. I, for some reason, I, Midland's the only one I think I've heard of, per se. And I had another one, It's just, and I couldn't just locate it at the time, and so I finally did. It was a, a one that my parents had, but it wasn't, it didn't have, like, the features where, like, <laughs> you know, thank God for the Florida sun. You can sit it outside and kind of recharge the thing with the solar panels, you know. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what you need as far as the weather radio is concerned. So yeah, uh, people need to keep and that in like mind. I said, and like I said, I did have the hand crank and all that kind of stuff too, and the USB port. I mean, so yeah, for for what I spent on it, and just like I said, just to have something. Uh, they have other devices now and larger devices and all that type of stuff. But it was it was good for just having something to kind of keep abreast of. You know, the you know try to track that try to get information um, uh, and just maybe even listen to uh, some programming of some sort. But uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I definitely have to get an antenna for sure. So. Right. And then I wanted to ask well, you about the antennas. Uh, uh-huh. I, they have outdoor ones. They have indoor ones. Do you need both and why? No, what, you, what are the purposes? Well, if you're out, if you're rural, then you would need an outdoor antenna because it obviously has to work harder to receive that TV signal. Whereas with you living in an urban area, and same with me, then uh, we you just need to get the little white paper-looking one from or black one that from Walmart or wherever and just mm-hmm. stick, have it where it's off the floor, just where it's elevated a little where it can receive that signal. Because if you're near a city center, then the TV signal is going to be pretty strong. But if you're out in the sticks, like in your state, it would be the Everglades uh, mm-hmm. or other areas. Or in the state of Missouri, it would just be out in a rural part of Missouri uh, in some mm-hmm. soybean field or cornfield. Then, yeah, you would need the, ex- the exterior or outdoor antenna. And then they have, like, different mileage, I guess, that it reaches to. Because, like, I saw one that actually reached all, almost all the way to Tampa, you know. So I was like, oh, I can get the Tampa stations and I can get these. So 
you know. Right. So for you, just get the basic one and you'll be good because the only thing you want is to be able, uh, you're in a major city, uh, you know that they're mm-hmm. going to be having, uh, if there's disasters, they're going to be putting weather alerts and then you can stay tuned uh, TV-wise if uh, if and when that happens. Yeah. But one of I the wanna... things that I want to too was mm-hmm. the whole, all the situations that we have going on right now, like um, the wildfires up in Canada, you have, obviously mm-hmm. Maui got hit with wildfires, but I wasn't aware of this, but I recently found out that there's uh, at USA.gov, there's a website that uh, it's USA.gov uh, forward slash state dash emergency dash management, the site where you can say, hey, I live in this state because the challenge is, is that we all face different natural disasters. Like, Again, the difference between you and I would be you. I'll never see a hurricane, just the remnants of a hurricane, but it tells you what things that you need to be aware of uh, for each state, and then it tells you what you need to do in order to prepare uh, for your particular state. And then it even breaks it down with each county, what things you may have to worry about and Mm -hmm. it just helps you become a little bit better prepared and then on the website uh, it's got how do I prepare for tornadoes severe thunderstorms flooding earthquakes extreme heat fires dam failure and then hazardous hazardous materials and then it'll let you know uh, per state what you need to do so Mm, it makes it easier rather than you trying to say, well, I want to prepare for an earthquake, <laughs> uh, and you don't get earthquakes in your state, so. Well, I mean, every, every like, what's that phrase, once in the blue moon? Every now and then, <laughs> we've gotten, I guess, a little tremor or earthquake or something here. Uh, mostly we get them when the, the shuttle goes off, but, you know, or, the, or whatever rocket goes off sometimes. Get a little sonic. Right. <laughs> That's yeah, so. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, yeah, no, I, went go to Florida. Ahead. I went to Florida, your site on, um, it actually took me to floridadisaster.org. And so then it has all the hazards that you deal with, hurricanes, tornadoes, marine hazards, wildfires, floods, thunderstorms, lightning. Uh, so it's got the tips for every state, or it'll at least direct you to the right resource to make sure that you are prepared uh, for whatever natural disasters in your, are in your area. So what do you encounter uh, that's different from us? Just the um, – ours are just the thunderstorms um, mainly, and then uh, mm-hmm. the occasional tornado or microbursts, okay. which we had last month. Yeah, we get those too. Oh, you, you're saying you get microbursts as well? Yeah. Yeah, okay. we've gotten them. Yeah, I think you so, beat us uh, as far as disasters. <laughs> it's really not that bad. I mean, people here, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's like, it really isn't that bad. And, like, even with thunderstorms, most of the time down here, like, we get, there's, like, a regular afternoon. You used to be able to count on them. It was, like, 4 o'clock afternoon thunderstorm. It's gone by 4.30. You know, now, that doesn't always happen. But, I mean, that, yeah, we get a bad rap for all of that. But it's not like a, any type of regular occurrence. 
but it's just something that we, because we, I think was part of the reason is that because we are surrounded by all of this water and like the things like the hurricanes um, and, and, you know, are easily, you know, we're easy, prone to that because, you know, we don't have, let's say, land masses for a lot of these uh, events to go through to kind of shear some of that off. You know, a lot of times we, we just get, we're one of the states that kind of gets hit first before it goes into other areas. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the the thing I was going to mention that we need to talk about, too, or two final things. Number one, makes you've mm-hmm. got to have your backup batteries for your devices. So a power bank is a good thing to have um, so that you can charge up your smartphone. So if you're in a situation and you don't have a Jackery device, uh, you can have a battery backup. Because you know your smartphone can only last, what, um, a day? So I would say realistically, what, 14 hours, you can get a good charge out of your smartphone. Maybe less if <laughs> you're like all the time. So you <laughs> yeah. need to have some type of battery bank or power bank. Mm-hmm. And then and finally, he, go ahead. And so, like, the, the power bank, like, how do you know how long it takes for one of those to charge? I would say probably at least a couple of hours to charge. Okay. But, you know, now they make the solar-powered battery power banks so that you can um, you can just put it out in the sun like you do your, your phone. Oh, nice. Or not phone. I'm sorry. What, what am I thinking of? Oh, your I, I, weather. Weather radio, yeah. So yeah. that is important. And then uh, finally, I was going to say, got to make sure that you've got the right apps on your phone. Uh, like one of mm-hmm. the best ones is the American Red Cross app because not only uh, does it allow you to get in contact with emergency services, but the American Red Cross app also has a list of things to do in particular situations. And um, it's got a first aid app for the American Cross where you can go in and it'll let you know how you can um, administer first aid to people if you run into one of those situations. Because, you know, God forbid someone gets hurt, but, um, you know, you you do need to know what to do if you are in a natural disaster and uh, someone gets hurt. So that's what the American Red Cross app can uh, do for you. Sorry, I was trying to look that up while you were talking because <laughs> I, I was, you know, I'm like, why don't I have that on my phone? So yeah, I'm, I'm going to put that on as soon as we're done. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a. Uh, I used to have it, and I let it fall off for some odd reason, but I need to re-download it and uh, make sure that um, you know you. Um, oh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Make sure that I let download it so I can have it again. Come on, Burton. You're not as old as me. You can't be having those moments. Okay. <laughs> That's too funny. No, no. I was, I was like, well, yeah. Why do you need that on there? It's like, well, it's obvious, you know. It's for natural disasters. So I yeah. know, you know, we covered a lot today as far as um, uh, natural disaster preparedness, and there's a lot that mm-hmm. you have to do, and I think part yeah. of it that for a lot of people it's just so overwhelming 
uh, to have mm-hmm. to uh, deal with all that stuff, you know? Well, I mean, one of the things, like you said, you mentioned about the find my phone. I, I think one of the things is we use our phones a lot, but how well do we really know our phones? I was thinking about that while you were talking, like the whole thing with uh, the the flashlight too. That's a good that's a good thing to know whether or not your phone has a flashlight. You may need it. You know that would come in handy. Um, right. You know, you don't necessarily that you don't want to necessarily have that as the go-to flashlight, but you know, in the event of you know you don't you don't have access to one, you need to know whether or not your phone has a flashlight. You need to have the find my phone. I'm sure there are other things on the phone, and yeah, look at look at some of these um, uh, apps like you were talking about American Red Cross, and then there are other apps too. Uh, and I need to find out what the name of it is. Uh, a friend of mine, Stephanie, has one where she keeps her medical information on there, so someone needs to do that. And also, I guess it suggests on your phone to create what they call ICE, uh, and in case of emergency contact, uh, yeah. that's something that, that you need to have right. as well. Yeah. Yes, it- Absolutely right. Um, the emergency contact or emergency information uh, on your smartphone is well. I know at least with Apple, they do have basically a medical bracelet um, that you can use for your uh, iPhone, where you can put all your medical information in. So if uh, an emergency responder finds you uh, hurt, then they can uh, double tap or triple tap into your iPhone, and it'll bring up all your medical information. And I just thought about, too, something that we've mentioned before that you wouldn't think of in, in terms of emergencies that would be good to have is those um, those tags, the Apple Air Tags that you mentioned before. Oh, yeah, you know, Air Tag would be a good item to have um, on your person or, um, you know, just on whatever, car, uh, you name it, you could put an Air Tag on it. Uh, and obviously, you can use GPS information to uh, locate you. And I mean, they they work great. They work great. Mm-hmm. You can have one on you, and you can be anywhere in the world, and somebody can locate you with an air tag. So I mean, that's a great that's a great tip too. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, for us, this is good information right now. I mean, we actually um, the peak of our hurricane season. I guess we're somewhat on the other side, but we're not through. Hurricane season ends um, November 30th for for us, but the peak was September 10th. Um, so we're, we're, not quite, we're not quite out of the woods just yet, but uh, hopefully uh, we won't see as many as um, the temperatures hopefully start to, to drop and change a little bit. Yeah, so um, we still got to get I, – I still want to find someone. I'm putting it out there. Somebody needs to develop a, a cooling case for the phones. With Seriously. a fan on it? <laughs> huh? What? With a fan on it? No, no, not a fan. But you know how they have, like, these – the technology with the cooling towels or whatever or cooling sheets right. or whatever technology – that they use to go into those types of things. Like, you know, we, we talked about maybe cooling gel. Maybe there's something, some sort of material that you can make the case out of that would help keep the phone cool, you know, and, and uh, preserve your, your battery and, and your um, uh, wiring and stuff in your phone. 
So I'm just right. putting it out there. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I think right now you're gonna that's gonna take a back seat uh, because <laughs> the, all the rage is uh, Chad GPT and AI. Everyone's trying to jump on that bandwagon. So I think a cooling case. You may have to invent that one yourself. Yeah, I need to. Uh, okay, I, I'm looking for engineers. <laughs> I'm looking for scientists. Hey, I'll work with you. We need to get that done. You know, it'd be it. a big. It would be funny. a big hit down here. It would. <laughs> I know. You know. Yeah, with that extreme heat, it definitely would help out with. Uh, yeah. With that relentless Florida heat, boy. That's uh. I know. Only thing I I'd get one. Yeah, only thing I can recommend for um, that that would be a quick and dirty—I shouldn't say quick and dirty, but uh, just a quick yeah. and easy solution for the whole cool phone thing—is the phone case. So phone mm-hmm. cases, you know, just like your otter boxes and stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. they kind of can add an extra layer of insulation to your phone, which can make it run hotter, but at the same time, uh, you know, you're putting your phone at risk if you run without an otter box. So that yeah. is, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you're going to have to decide what's going to be more important. Uh, I guess keeping the phone on, but at the same time, if you drop the phone, then <laughs> it's worthless anyway. So yeah. if you're out there, be on our mission mm-hmm. to get a, a, a cool a cooling case. <laughs> a cooling case. Oh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Autobox. Create a cooling case. Anyway, right. one other thing I want to say before we go, um, that I think is re- was really cool. Um, my husband was test driving cars and stuff like that. Oh, Hyundai. One of the Hyundai's. They and I don't know if any of the other cars have it, but they have technology kind of in the middle compartment where you can sit your phone in there and charge it. You just have to lay it down in there. I oh yeah, they got that. Cool. They got that from Toyota. Toyota's had that, and now most new mm. vehicles have it in there. So I think that's a pretty awesome thing to have too, because I think the problem well, that with was the phone. The, mm-hmm. That was the only one problem. we found. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gotta, Toyota has it. Yeah. Burton, thanks. Gotta go. Appreciate it. Come back no next problem. month. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk safety next month. All okay. right. Okay. Thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.